I'm Farah Duro, and you're listening to the PCS Revolution Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the PCOS Revolution Pod. Today, I have a special treat. We're talking with Dr. Allison DeBartogagan, and she practices chiropractic and functional medicine along with applied kinesiology in St. Louis, Missouri. And she actually is going to be talking to us today about her approach to women's health. And it's a very unique approach. It's something that I think you're going to get a lot out of. She utilizes different types of treatments to help women reach their goals and in, in working with thyroid issues and hormonal imbalances along with IBS and SIBO issues. So welcome, Dr. Allison. Great to have you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. So tell us a little bit about what inspired you to really start working with hormonal imbalances and if you had any issues yourself. So what really inspired me is that when I was in chiropractic college, I thought I was going to be a sports chiropractor because that's what I was really interested in. And then I got pregnant with my daughter and that really changed everything. So being surrounded by a lot of naturally minded women, I was able to research and find out all of my options that I had no idea existed. So I ended up having a home birth with my daughter, with the doctor in our area. And it was amazing. And all I could think is that I wanted to share this with everyone and make sure that every woman knew she had options, that she wasn't alone, that we could work through things together. And it really inspired me to learn as much as I could that end and women's health end. And I completely stepped away from sports and the physical side of everything to focus on functional medicine and hormones. Very neat. And, you know, I think for, for people listening, sometimes it's such a overwhelming thing to think about a home birth, but it's definitely possible. I had one with my son too, and it's one of those experiences you'll never forget. I mean, it's the best thing ever. And, and when you're working with women who are trying to conceive also, or who are pregnant, there's a lot of hormones going on, a lot of changes happening in the body. And, you know, I think there's a similarity sometimes with looking at, like my husband does triathlons and marathons. And I think, you know, pregnancy is definitely like a marathon. It's not a sprint. And then there's the postpartum, which is, which is like the fourth trimester that we have to keep in mind. So, so as far as working with treatments that you do, what, how do you address hormonal imbalances in your practice? That's a great question. So the way I look at hormone imbalances really is the question, why is it happening? Whereas I want to look at all of the organs. How is the brain functioning? What are the adrenals doing? How is the digestion going? A lot of people come to me and say, oh, I have estrogen dominance and I'm taking these supplements. And I'm like, how do you know? Why do you know? Is it by symptoms only or do we do testing? So ideally, we do testing first to double check, make sure. Because one thing can look like another thing that's from another thing. So my goal is always to figure out right away what is actually happening, what is going on with someone's body before we start guessing and playing around. I totally agree. And I know with PCOS, it can look a whole lot like thyroid issues and they can overlap. And then there's, you know, other coexisting things. So when somebody comes to you with PCOS, what is your starting point with them usually as far as testing goes? My starting point tends to be blood work. Most people bring their blood work to me from previous doctors because they're told there's nothing wrong with them. Everything looks great. Your thyroid is perfect. 
And then when we look at it from a functional perspective, our ranges are much smaller. So we can catch thyroid issues, we can catch hormone issues or insulin issues before they become something that's full-blown where surgery or medication is required. So starting with blood work is a great way to do it. And then going into what's going on with that person. Some people need saliva hormone testing. Some people need stool testing. Some people need autoimmune testing. So it really depends on what's going on with that person. For sure. And I think that uh, I was watching one of your Facebook lives about PCOS and how you talked about the cycle and how it's so, I mean, it was, it was a great Facebook live because you said, wow, that like, you don't have to have cloudy cycles and it doesn't have to be like this. You know, it's, you might think it sounds crazy, but it doesn't have to be this way. And I think there's a lot of times every day we see in practice, people go, oh, my cycle's just normal. It's just cloudy and painful. Isn't that normal? <laughs> it's like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's actually not normal. I mean, you can change your cycle. So, and you talked about working with, with diet first, which is important. So what's something that maybe other women with PCOS don't know that you've seen come up again and again in your practice? That's a good question too. I, I don't know if there's anything that women who struggle with this don't don't already know because you do so much research. I think that one thing I do know is that women feel like they're sentenced to this issue because, well, my mom had it and my grandma had it, or this is just the way it is. And just like you said, just because something's common, just because you have horrible PMS or you're skipping periods or you're infertile doesn't mean that your genetics are going to determine everything. So we can break through those things based on for your physiology. Definitely. It's like you said, I think that there's a lot of negativity associated when you first get that diagnosis, or maybe you think you have it, but you're not really sure because no one's clearly said anything to you. And it just seems like it's like you're doomed, like, oh God, there's no way I'm going to ever get through this. So I think that is important and not to, you know, have self-blame as well. Like there's the first reaction and sometimes like, is this something I did to myself? And it's like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. You know, Definitely. and so as far as, you know, your personal experience, what you, you mentioned that on your Facebook live too, you had some hormonal issues yourself. How did you go about correcting those and what, what was going on? It's, I mean, it's a lifetime, right? Health is a journey. It's definitely not a destination. There's always layers. So even today, I'm going through layers of my personal issues, and it's very eye-opening. So when I started, it was definitely supplements, blood sugar, things like that. And last year, I was working with a number of different doctors to just correct everything, but we were never getting to the bottom of it. And I was taking a lot of iron because I had symptoms of iron deficiency and all of these other things. So I finally ordered my own blood work because no one else was doing it or letting me do it. So I ordered my own blood work and it came back that I was on iron overload and I was having all of these issues and taking all of the wrong supplements and literally killing myself thinking I was doing the right thing. So it took about three months and then I followed a different protocol and I had actually asked five doctors, I showed them my blood work and I said, what do you think is going on? And I got five different answers. And I was like, well, what am I supposed to do? So honestly, I followed my own intuition. I trusted my body. I trusted my training and did the protocols that I know that work. And three months later, I redid my blood work and everything was back to normal. I had just completely reversed my cholesterol, 
my A1C, my insulin, everything was looking great again. My iron was perfect. So the next step then was looking at my gallbladder, looking at my intestines. So I'm doing testing consistently now and still waiting for results. So doing all of those things slowly but surely is peeling back those layers to find out, you know, yes, I'm having a hormone issue, but where is it really coming from? And now we're looking at gut issues and how the bacteria is interfering and parasites and H. pylori and things that were never addressed originally that maybe I could have dealt with 10 years ago, but here we are today as we do with our Definitely. It's a process for sure. It's always a learning process. (laughs) So, and it's great. We have the tools to do this now too. And it's not just all about, well, that's it. Here's your blood work and then go ahead and go about your way. (laughs) And there's not, but there are, there's a lot of confusion out there too. So I think for some people that don't know what functional medicine is, what what would you tell them if they're uh, listening to this and, and not familiar with it? Functional medicine is a really simple term. A lot of people like to use the term integrative medicine. It's essentially a way of looking at the body as a whole. So when you go to your primary care doctor, they're just doing the basics and then they refer you out to a specialist. So you have your dermatologist, your endocrinologist, your cardiac specialist. And that's wonderful. There's nothing, we all need our team. Like I'm so grateful that we have all these people that we can use and together to help people feel their best. And in functional medicine, our goal is to be every specialist in one is the best way that we can with diet, lifestyle, nutrition, testing, and really looking at the body as a whole. So instead of just looking at thyroid or just looking at the ovaries, how do we address the whole body? And a lot of functional medicine people are known for doing out-of-the-box testing, like I was talking about stool testing, saliva testing, urine testing all of that. So we try to provide as many options for people as possible too. And, and I think that there's, there's urine testing too, with the Dutch test now that we've been using with really great results. We've had a few episodes where we talked about that and, you know, it's just part of your toolkit. You can expand and it looks like, to me, I always like make it akin to looking inside of a house with 16 windows instead of four, you know, and you can really start to see things illuminate and, so if you can share an example from your practice that you've seen uh, functional medicine work the best with, what, what would that be? Oh, so many stories just ran through my head, like a specific patient story or anything in general. Sure. What would you like to share? You know, what I was thinking about is before we talked today is that in my practice, I have a lot of success using my protocols. Glandulars are very, very helpful to rebuild organs. The problem is, is that once you're done with the protocol, like you have a couple months before everything starts to fall apart again. And the biggest key that I found was missing in my practice was addressing inflammation and addressing autoimmune conditions through inflammation. So once I started adding in those protocols to support one healthy inflammation responses, everything else seemed to just fall into place and people recovered so much more quickly and easily and the weight came off and blood sugar was easier to manage and hormones started to balance over time, right? Because you can't pick a cycle within one cycle. We got to wait three or four, let the pituitary reset. But I think the inflammation is a key piece in healing the whole body 
and allowing it to recover, resetting the immune system so it can stop attacking itself and making sure that you're not ignoring those major pieces like the liver, the gut, inflammation, the adrenals, checking for anemia. So when we do all of those things, and it can be a very simple process that I've had people do 30-day protocols and call me two months after that, and they're pregnant. And it's just like so uplifting. I had someone go through that protocol, and honestly, their whole family told them, chiropractic doesn't work, nutrition's stupid, just take your medicine. And she showed up to the IVF clinic after being on birth control to go through that process, took a pregnancy test, and she was pregnant. Oh, wow. On birth control. That's pretty incredible. (laughs) So that was the pre-IVF steps. She just had to be on it for a little bit. And she was just mind blown. Like, how did this happen? And just healing the body from the inside out. when When the person, the patient does that work and they take care of themselves and they do the work necessary and they believe and their own body, those changes happen. And the more women that come back and say that they're pregnant while going through IVF, while working with those people, or even before starting that process, just fuels me to tell people like nutrition is real. Eating real food is real. Like all of these things work together yet it's possible. And it's just so exciting. For sure, definitely. And and the more that we talk about this, I think it's I think it will definitely turn some light bulbs on for a lot of women to actually be their own detectives as well. I always say if you can get all your test results, you got you own those. So get everything you've ever had done and put it in a book or a binder or something like that, you know, and and those are tools that you can actually use when you talk to other providers or a nutritionist or chiropractor or acupuncturist, wherever you're going. And then it's like putting a puzzle together. So you have a few pieces that you already have, and then you actually look for the pieces that are missing. And sometimes it's a vitamin D deficiency that was never really addressed or a thyroid issue that never was completely looked into because maybe it was only halfway done as far as the panel goes or, you know, something very simple like, you know, there's plastic exposure from something that we're wearing or who knows, you know, there, but there's ways that you can find out. And I really think now there's just less and less that's unexplained, which is the great thing. <laughs> so if you can think about one lifestyle recommendation you would give for PCOS, your favorite recommendation, what would that be? My favorite recommendation, I think is twofold where one blood sugar is king because it affects your adrenals, affects your immune system, affects your brain, affects your energy and hormones. So most women are skipping breakfast, putting themselves last. Most all of my patients say, I can't eat breakfast. I have to feed my kids. I'm like, eat with your kids, like show your kids it's healthy to eat food, show your kids, your family that it's good to eat healthier foods, healthier options. When women make those changes for themselves, everyone else tends to fall in line and putting yourself first is the most important thing and raising up everyone else around you will happen on its own. But until you are eating consistently, eating healthy amounts of proteins, fats, and carbs, getting real whole food sources in, nothing else is going to change. So stop putting yourself last, be consistent, right? Because eating healthy one day, doesn't fix everything. We got to do it every day. We have to eat consistently every day. 
and you'll sleep better. Your energy will be on point. Your adrenals will start to trust you. We got to teach our bodies to trust us again. So that consistency and blood sugar is king. That's so true. And I could think of actually one, one case I could think of right now is that one of our patients actually didn't have blood work for a while and her panel, you know, we actually got all of her work, her blood work in and it was a really like complete panel of everything in the world done, you know, and it looked like she'd been trying to lose weight for about six months to a year and nothing was coming off and everything she did, diet, exercise, it, nothing was working. And so what it came down to is that her thyroid had been off probably for quite a while and that had not been tested. And so just like hearing like, oh my gosh, my thyroid is the issue. Like, unless I get this under control, I'm not going to lose weight. My cycles are not going to be regular and um, my moods are not going to be stabilized. You know, all those things are so important. And, you know, the question came up, well, should I continue to work on my glucose balance? Because that was a little off, you know, but it wasn't as off as a thyroid. He said, of course, like, this is so important. You know, if we can't just work on a part of you, (laughs) it has to start with your blood sugar balance, you're right. And eating protein with each meal. Yes. And adding in vegetables with your breakfast, your lunch, and your dinner. Just adding in a few to start with. Those things are crucial. And I, I think it's just that we we are so used to compartmentalizing our bodies, saying, okay, we'll just work on our ovaries. We'll we'll just work on our, you know, thyroid. And it's all part of the same picture. You know, that's what I, I really love about integrative medicine and functional medicine. It it takes into account everything. And so, so I really like what you're doing there and, and, and stressing that. And can you share with us one of your personal habits that contributes to your success with balanced hormones? And we know it's some of that's diet for sure, but any other tips? The biggest thing for me personally is managing my energy and my adrenal health. So as much as it sucks and it's horrible, I am not a morning person. I hate getting up in the morning. I love my snooze button. I'm very guilty. So I know that to support my adrenals and keep my hormones intact and cycling correctly, that when I wake up in the morning on time, I don't hit snooze. I do my morning routine. So I do my journaling, my meditation, a little bit of reading. I eat breakfast every morning and then I do my workout. That consistency has completely overhauled my adrenals, my brain, my energy, and my hormones. And I was surprised. I was a little upset because I still want to sleep in. But when I'm consistent with taking care of me and getting up, doing the things that I need to do, like everything has changed. I'm curious, have you found that you don't require as much sleep as you used to, or did that change for you? Or is it more? (laughs) It's still in process of changing. (laughs) Isn't that fun? So I would say that I'm sleeping better. So instead of my six to eight-ish hours of being up all night or in and out, I'm definitely sleeping more deeply, more restful. So I would say that I'm actually going to bed earlier and on time. I'm not letting my body get that second wind because I'm definitely like, let's hit it at 1130 and start working again until one o'clock in the morning. No, don't do that. Like, no. I'm better. <laughs> so I would say I'm not getting less sleep or needing less sleep. I would say my sleep hygiene and my lifestyle is so much better cleaner, supportive. And that is a beautiful thing. Awesome. Very good. It's self-care and it's so important. Really can't stress it enough for sure. 
and putting yourself first. There's nothing else that, that's more important sometimes when you're going through adrenal fatigue and suffering with hormonal imbalances to start prioritizing your sleep, your nutrition, and, and every, your exercise, all of it. So if you can recommend a book that would be helpful for our audience, what, what book would you recommend? Can I recommend my books? <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> so one thing that I've learned, and I think everybody learns, especially in practice, is that we can get people to 100% sometimes really quickly and really easily. And then there's other people that are banging our heads against the wall. The patient doesn't understand. Even we don't understand what's really going on. And last year, it brought me to write my book, Healing the Woman Within, and start to really ask people these questions. So last week, a patient messaged me and said, I'm raging. My hormones are crazy. My husband wants to move out. Like, what do I do? And so, yeah, we talked about oils, talked about food. We talked about all the things she can do physically. And then my next question was, what are you stressed out about? What's not working in your life? Why do you feel this way? What are you, what are you fighting? And doing that internal work, working with a therapist, a life coach, everyone, like that's what's going to help people break through to the other side because you can eat healthier, you can eat consistently all day long, but if you don't have a good relationship with food or your body or you were raised, your mom doing these wacky diets and you still don't know how to eat because you mentally don't want to eat because you're afraid of food like your mom was, we still have to break through those things. So I think it's really important for women to really dig deep physically, but also emotionally, spiritually, and in the relationships to bring themselves back to being a whole person. Very cool. Well, we definitely will post a link to that. And I'm so excited that you you did that. Congratulations on your book. And we just need more more of that in the world, I think. <laughs> so if you could share a parting piece of guidance with our audience and the best way to connect with you, what would that be? Absolutely. So I have a program that goes with my Healing the Woman Within book, and I'm going to be giving that for free in July on Amazon. And so I'll send you that link as well so everyone can have access to it. I think my parting piece of advice, like you talked about with blood work, is to have a team, but not be afraid to ask for second opinions because someone brought me blood work two weeks ago and they said, oh, my liver's fine, this, this, and this. I said, can I look at it? And the medical range was max was 20 and hers was in the thousands. And I'm like, there's something wrong here. Like we can't just accept normal as an answer. Like you still have to keep digging. So don't be afraid to ask for a second opinion, get somebody's eyes to look at your blood work or your saliva test, keep, keep looking for answers. So you can find me at little black bag medicine on Facebook or my website, littleblackbagmedicine.com. I do weekly Facebook live, sometimes daily. And just to check in, provide information, resources, and support you along the way. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I really appreciate you coming on for the show today. And we'll definitely provide those links guys and check, check out her Facebook page too. It's great. So I appreciate everybody's time today. We look forward to our next episode and until then, take care of yourself, everyone. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, you have to check out the PCOS Revolution Academy, where we go through all of these topics and an easy to follow, totally online, step-by-step process. So you can stop giving PCOS the upper hand. 
Join me over at thepcosrevolution.com to find out more about how you can sign up and also get access to some very cool freebies I've created for you. I'd love to have you join me inside of the Academy for our monthly live Q&A session to get all of your PCOS questions answered personally. Thanks so much for listening and see you soon. 